Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This podcast is sponsored by the amazing people at Word Sprint, making your brand look great. Hi, this is Paul Lemberg, and I want to welcome you to Orchestrating Success with Hugh Ballou. This podcast is all about ways to redefine leadership as a pathway to increasing your business or nonprofit income. Now, here's Hugh with today's session. Dave Lucas has this podcast called The Misfit Entrepreneur. <laughs> so Dave, um, you and I met virtually and we're getting acquainted and what I've seen so far is quite impressive. So say a little bit about your background and your business and then this thing about this podcast, this misfit entrepreneur. Um, sure. So talk about yourself and your background and what was the inspiration for launching this great podcast you have? Yeah, thanks. Uh, all good stuff. So uh, thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure to be with all of you in the audience. So thanks for tuning in. A um, little bit about my background, just so you guys know. Uh, always been an entrepreneur uh, ever since I was a kid, like most people, you know, did the long thing, all that type of stuff, but also started uh, a direct sales business that paid for my college, took that into another business after college that I brought to Columbus, Ohio, where I live now. I split time between Columbus, Ohio and San Diego and uh, in the health and wellness uh, arena. Did that for about a year, sold that, but then I went into, I had this crazy idea. I wanted to either run or own a Fortune 500 someday. So, early 20s, right? You know, everything you can you can accomplish, right? So uh, the, I said, I, I've got to get on the ground floor of one of these and really understand it. And one of the best places to do that is on a sales side of things. If you look at a lot of CEOs and stuff of really large Fortune 500s and stuff like that, a lot of more salespeople. And so, and sales is a skill that no matter who you are in life, no matter what you do, you really need to understand and utilize. In fact, uh, one of the things I talk about when I give speeches and things like that is that we're all, sales is the most innate natural ability that we all have. If you have a spouse or a significant other, you sold yourself to them, you know, and they sold themselves to you. So it's something that, you know, we do naturally. We just don't think of it to be more deliberate at it. So I, I went to school, essentially. I went and worked for a, uh, a top 50 training program, Fortune you know, 500. Uh, spent a number of years there, had a lot of success, was a rep of the year and all that in my early days, then became a turnaround manager and a trainer nationally for all their rookies. And during that time, I continued my entrepreneurial efforts. So I continued to invest. I continued to uh, build up other businesses. Uh, when you're successful in sales, you get some autonomy, and that allowed me to do that. Um, and one of those companies that I invested in and helped to guide and kind of mentor in, you know, my free time was a company called Grass Technologies. And um, I invested in it. It was a very unique company that it was in the data intelligence space in the travel industry, actually. Um, and so anything can be learned. Uh, that's one thing I've all I've learned because, you know, to go from where I was and go into the travel sector is a completely different world. But um, 
we, we grew that business from basically nothing to, you know, nowadays I, I you know, I, I spent a lot of time there. It's uh, my largest business, Inc. 5000, multi-year winner. You know, we do business in over 100 countries. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just been a lot of fun. So we have that. And then um, I do some other things where I teach and obviously speak and train, uh, work in the investment side of things, have a little small hedge fund that I'm part of, things like that. And then um, uh, started this podcast, right? And you asked me about it. It's called The Misfit Entrepreneur. And um, being an entrepreneur, yeah, that makes sense. A lot of people are like, oh, you're an entrepreneur. You started a podcast to interview and, you know, uh, learn the unique traits of entrepreneurs. But the reason that I did it uh, is not what most people think. The reason that I did it actually um, came about about three years ago when my wife and I went to China to adopt our daughter. And we adopted our daughter and we get home and she's 18 months old at the time. And in my youth, um, I spent a lot of my extra time, weekends, evenings, learning. I went and you know, trained with Zig Ziglar, God rest his soul. Brian Tracy you know, wrote the uh, cover blurb and everything for my best-selling book, The Ten-Year Career. And Tony Robbins and all these guys, billionaires and millionaires. I networked and spent about five years spending every waking moment that I had learning from these people and that's how that book came about well it's interesting you fast forward you know multiple years later and here I am I've got this 18 month year old I'm a dad now and I'm finding that as we're just starting to become a family all these things are bubbling up that I forgot that I had learned throughout time I you know I learned from this person or that person and I'm going oh my gosh how much of this stuff have I forgotten over the years and so the idea for the Misfit Entrepreneur actually came about because I, at that point I said, I have got to have a way where I can immortalize these lessons and this amazing advice from people like, like you and others throughout the world for her to have even after I'm dead and gone. And so that's how it started and, you know, went through, do I do a blog? Do I do a video blog? Do I do like an email address that she gets when she's older that there's all this stuff in there for her and, you know, really... I'm a big listener of podcasts. I know a lot of people are pretty mainstream nowadays, but I love the medium because you can take it anywhere. You can take it in your car. You can take it to the gym. You can listen to it while you work. You know, so you can have it anywhere, which is different than, say, a video or something like that or a blog where you have to be present in reading or something like that. Um, you can't take it through all these mediums. And so that's why we set out on the podcast, and we launched in September of last year, and it's it's been a blessing. Now we're in over 50 countries. We've had you know, amazing guests and just, it's been a lot of fun and it's really, um, really helped to bring a lot of this amazing information that these people have, these secrets, their misfit traits, you know, that set them apart and help other people learn them and put them to use in their lives. So that's a brief background on all that fun stuff. That's a very different paradigm than a lot of people I talk to as, as you might imagine. Um, I love that. I love that. We, we had a little conversation before we went live today and discovered that we have a lot more synergies and um, so I'm glad to have you uh, today uh, on as a guest my audience um, I would classify as social entrepreneurs they're running a business they're running a church a synagogue or a local community foundation the commonality Dave is that we are all installing good sound business principles in the organizations that we run and I want to probe some of that with you because sure. the things that make us independent as entrepreneurs also cripple us so we don't fit. And so some of the things we need to learn are things we don't yet know we need to learn 
And I love what you, you talked about is keeping track of all the things that we've been exposed to because we've, we've learned so many things. We've forgotten a lot of them. And yeah. I love the podcast. Like you, you mentioned, I love keeping current on my skills. Um, you may know that I spent 40 years as a musical conductor mm-hmm. and uh, the composer conductor, uh, uh, Vaughn Williams, Ralph Vaughn Williams, said that music did not reveal all of its secrets to just one person. And so I get tidbits from a lot of other yeah. people, which is really great. And as entrepreneurs, we tend to go to the shiny object when we really need to stay focused. So I think podcaster, a focus for me, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm guilty, I'm an entrepreneur. Now, seems like you have this book, you have a best-selling book. What's the book about? What's the title of it? What's it about? So the book is called The 10-Year Career, and the idea behind that, it came out in uh, 2012, 2013, and the idea behind that book was, um, okay, I spent all this time you know, learning all this stuff. Now, how do I condense it down so that it's useful? In fact, it came about because I had this giant binder of all these lessons that, you know, notes, things that I've learned along the way. And so when I was working in one of my businesses or working with somebody else or just in general, I'd pull this thing out and I'd go, hey, I'd learned that from Tony, you know, and hey, check this out. Here's what we can do here with this. And eventually enough people said, hey, you really ought to distill this down and put it into a book. And so the, the biggest challenge for people is, and a lot of things, is where to start for a lot of people. Uh, how do I start and then how do I get that momentum and all that stuff? So the book was written as a way to help people, whether you're just starting out or maybe you've lost your way and you're looking for that kind of roadmap and path to help guide you to get yourself to higher levels of achievement. Um, and the book title, The 10-Year Career, was based upon the fact that it, you know, my goal was always to be at a position to where if I didn't, if I wanted to, I didn't have to work within 10 years. And I'm happy to say that I achieved that two years ago. And so, you know, for me, that was the goal, but it was the principles that had to be put into place consistently done over time to do that. One thing I've found about success and like very high achieving and high performing people that consistently win, it's not that they do one thing extremely better than anybody else. I mean, sometimes you have those cases, but really it's they do a lot of little things just incrementally better than the others. And they do that consistently. So, you know, that's the things that are in there. So it takes you from everything to help you find first. I mean, it starts off, who are you? Helping you find clarity and purpose with who you are. Then it goes to helping you set goals for yourself so that you have something to go after and achieve. A lot of people don't write down what they want. They don't know what they want. So you have to have that clarity and everything to find it. Then we get into, you know, helping you with the skills you need along the journey. So I talked about sales earlier. There's a chapter on that in there. There's a chapter on managing your finances, productivity and time. Structure equals freedom. I know that sounds really, really weird, but the more structure that you actually put into your life, uh, the more freedom you'll gain by it. So, you know, that's something that's really, really important. A lot of people don't plan their they don't plan anything. They don't plan their days. They don't plan their weeks. They don't plan, they don't plan for their success. And we've all heard that cliche. If you, you know, fail to plan, you plan to fail, right? Well, that's really true because being structured, understanding where you're going and how you're going to get there makes it so much easier, right? So you know, all of that, and then we've got, you know, traits of, of, you know, highly successful people that I met along the way that are, you know, really stand out, you know, uh, you know, things like, 
you know, what it means to be tenacious and what that looks like and examples of that and what it means to be committed and, and all that sort of thing. And, and so we go through all that. And then at the end, we share some unique ways, even back 2012, 2013, they're still relevant today, unique ways that you can start. And, you know, if you have never started a business before, created a business or anything, here are some unique things that you can be doing to uh, help yourself and ways of looking at things that are different. So to help you get ahead. I want to post some links on the uh, notes for the podcast. I'm laughing because you, you just uh, were so in sync with these messages. It's just, and we've talked very little. And it's <laughs> just, it's, it's like the, um, in James Allen's book, As a Man Thinketh, he says, we don't attract what we need. We attract what we are. Yeah. And the, the reason failing to plan is a cliche is because it's true. And, and so I want to make sure people know where to, it's the 10 year, is it 10 uh, number or 10 word? Uh, word. Okay. 10 to E-N, the 10 year career. And it's Dave Lucas. You use Dave on that? Uh, it's D-M Lucas. D-M uh, L-U-C-A-S. Lucas. Actually, it's L-U-K-A-S. I'm the weird guy who spells it with a K. I'm the one guy out there still, I think. Okay. I misspelled you. How did I do that? Sorry. Thanks. No worries. No um, worries. It's very so, common. <laughs> I'm sure they can find it on Amazon. It's been a bestseller. Um, and what is, uh, and I, I will get this from you later, but a link to find you online. Uh, you can find, uh, you can just type in Dave Lucas into Google and find a lot of things. But I'm on all the social media as the Misfit Entrepreneur. So just type in Misfit Entrepreneur, um, MisfitEntrepreneur.com. And so you'll find everything, you know, if you just go to misfitentrepreneur.com, you'll find everything to connect with me there. Well, Dave Lucas with a K, I'm sure, or DM Lucas with a K. Um, yeah. I'm sure people ask me, well, how did I find you? Well, did you try to Google me? <laughs> I'm all over, um, as are you. Um, a couple of interesting things, and thank you for explaining about the book. I, sure. I got to get me one. That's, that's awesome. Um, and there's a journey in writing a book of self-discovery, isn't there? It's, a, it's self-empowering when you're trying to share with other people. Did you find that true? Uh, it's my first book. It took me two years. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's, it, it, the, uh, so advice for writing a book, if you're going to write a book, ready, fire, aim is okay. You can always revise it and that sort of thing. I was trying, uh, I really wanted it to be perfect in every way. And so I went around and around and around and my wife knew me pretty well. And, you know, uh, I, in the beginning, I would dabble in it a little bit and then, you know, go away from it. And she's, she knew me pretty well and said, look, when you're truly committed to it, you'll do it. And so on those words, I, I, you know, that was, it, that was a, literally about, about a year. And then, you know, a little less than a year later, it was done. It was published. It was out and all that sort of thing. So, um, you know, that's, uh, it, it is a journey though. And you discover things about yourself and who you are and you learn, you know, uh, about, Things that you didn't even think about. You learn, you know, especially when you're, you're learning to write. I mean, most people, you know, aren't professional authors, and I'm not either. But you start to study how to get a message across succinctly and that sort of thing. And then that transfers into other areas of your life. So when we're on a meeting like this, you know, don't say too many words and only a few will do, you know, to get a message across. So it's, it's interesting going through the process. You learn a lot, you grow a lot, and uh, you discover some things in yourself that you never knew you had. That's, those are good words. Those are good words. This podcast is being broadcast live on Facebook. And so if you're on Facebook, uh, you can go to the nonprofit exchange on the iTunes store or orchestrating success to get your own copy and review this. 
And, and Dave, I've had some, this is Dave Lucas, D-M-L-U-K-A-S, if you're looking for the 10-year uh, the career. And that book seems like it'd be very valuable. As soon as I hang up, I'm getting it, Dave, on my little reader. Um, in that, that explanation, there's something that came to my mind. A month ago, I had a colleague, uh, Dr. David Gruder, organizational and developmental psychologist. We were talking about the shadow. That, that part of us that holds us back. And yeah. you and I talked a little bit about mindset and this, this whole thing about sales, it requires a different mindset because we have a wrong idea about sales. And I, I, do, yeah. I do work with lots of different kinds of entrepreneurs, including those who are clergy. And they really poo-poo, oh, we don't believe in sales. And I say, well, what is evangelism? If it's <laughs> not selling something you believe in. So you find a need, you have a value, you connect, people with the value so there's a hundred and one of my um, people I'm going to have on here that, that's a friend of mine is, is uh, Bob Sercosta who sold over 11 billion dollars worth of stuff on uh, home shopping channels mm. he hates to sell he <laughs> people how to sell and he's brilliant at it so it's about it's about the the transfer of feelings but it's also yeah. offering people value so would you speak to this how do we reframe our thinking and the the book sure. that I refer to as a man thinketh is, has a lot of really meaty stuff, but yeah. what does Dave Lucas have to say about how do we need to reposition our thinking, no matter what kind of entrepreneur we are and what kind of organization, I think it starts with us reframing our thinking. Would you agree? It is. And this is actually one of my favorite topics to talk about because it's where people struggle the most um, and, and actually don't realize a lot of things about the way that they think. Um, you know, it's funny you just mentioned, uh, you know, a, a pastor or a priest having trouble selling. But, but what are you doing giving a sermon? I mean, you are when you're giving a sermon and you're doing, you know, the, the verse for the day and you're explaining that and you're trying to connect that with people's lives so that they take that and they make a difference with it. That's what you're doing. You're selling them on understanding that sermon. Now you don't look at it that way, but that's really what you're doing. Mm -hmm. um, we'll take a step back from that though and take a step back even from sales. So here's the thing that a lot of people don't realize about the way that they think. Um, well, I'll ask you when a baby comes out of the womb, is there success and path in life already predetermined and set? I mean, when you got out of the womb, did they say, beautiful baby, too bad you'll never make more than 35000 Well, we tend to do that <laughs> as, as adults, irresponsible adults. We put limits on others, which ah, sometimes so they accept that, sometimes they don't. But I so, think they, so, so what you just said makes a lot of sense. And if you guys think about that, you really come out with a clean slate, but we're actually conditioned to be who we are in life. And a, a lot of that conditioning is great, but... It sources, you know, uh, parents, friends, media, culture, school, religion, you know, everything has an impact on who we are. And the thing that people don't realize is that we have two minds. We have our subconscious mind and we have our conscious mind. Now, your conscious mind is what you think about. It's when you think to give an answer, like I'm thinking it through now and that sort of thing. That's your conscious mind. But your subconscious mind is actually the most powerful part of the brain. It's the animal part of the brain. It's the part that runs you without you even knowing it. I mean, how much do you really think to drive a car or throw a ball? Or in a lot of situations, do you, you just react, right? You even, what you say is a reaction. And so you don't really think, you, you say it, you do it. That's your subconscious. And what the subconscious 
gets its information from is all that conditioning over the years and basically files that away in your brain and when scenarios come up or instances come up, it basically takes that reaction or that you know, way of thinking and applies it. So you, you, know, you at home, it, how many things do you say because that's what I learned from my parents. My parents said that or maybe things you do because that's what my parents did. That's all conditioning. Now, the, the cool thing is, is there's a lot of amazing things that come with that, traditions, cultural things, all that type of stuff. But there are things that also come into our lives that if you stopped and think about it or thought about it, you may not actually accept about yourself. You may think that $50,000 is a lot of money or you say $50,000 is a lot of money. But when you step back and think about it, you may say to yourself, I actually don't think that's a lot of money. I think 500000 is a lot of money or so on. And so the trick that people have to learn or what people have to learn is what I call, you know, really the awareness factor, right? Awareness is the catalyst to change. Once you understand that you've been conditioned to be certain ways, once you understand that, then you have the choice whether to keep them and keep using them in your life or recondition yourself for what you want. I'll give you a great example of how the mind can quickly be reconditioned. Have you ever wanted or saw a car that you really like? Maybe a cherry red, whatever. It's amazing how after you put that to memory and you say, I really like that car, I really want that car in that color, how much you see them on the roads. I don't know if you've ever had that experience before, if you've ever seen that, but it happens. Like I remember when I first saw uh, an Aston Martin on the roads uh, you know, here, and I said, man, that is, that's the car. It was a Vanquish, and I, I just, I went home, I looked it up, you know, and I'm like, that, I'm putting it on the goalboard. That's the car. And so it's funny, I had never seen an Aston Martin before that, but the next week I saw four of them on the roads. Yeah. And so that's your subconscious. Once you give it something, it's, it, for all the credit we give it, it's actually pretty dumb. Like I said, it's the animal part of the brain. So it filed away and just started looking for Aston Martin, Aston Martin, Aston Martin, and pointed them out to me. It's the same thing with you know, all aspects of your life, from your financial to your relationships to everything. And so this is where, once you're aware to this, that you can start to do a few things. The first thing that I uh, talk about people is you have to develop what I call your inner coach. So this is that little voice inside your head that catches you when you go to start saying something or you go to start doing something that you don't agree with in your life. And it could be something that you've you know, learned from somewhere else or you know, that you've done over and over again, but you finally realize, you know what, that's not me. That's not who I wanna be. And you start to realize it. Now, it doesn't happen overnight. It is a lifelong skill set that you have to do with this to start to change the way you think. But what you do is you do what I call stop, ask, and choose. You stop yourself in the moment. You ask yourself, is this the thoughts or the reaction that I really want to have? And then you choose the path forward that you feel is best for you. And when you start to do that over time, you start to recondition that brain. So if you're, when it comes to finances, if your success and wealth path is set to a certain number, um, you can start to retrain your brain to set it to a higher number. And then Ask yourself how you'll get there. And that activates the creative side of the brain and allows you to start growing and learning and taking what the steps you need to go to those higher levels and do that. Um, it's not easy. It's not easy for anybody. But if you look at a lot of the most successful people in the history of the world, um, you'll see that this trait runs common with them, whether they figured it out 
or they were just naturally gifted at it. This is something that they truly understand. They understand how to come from true choice and have control over their thoughts and the way that they do things. So I've got a couple more points to that, but I'll stop there if you have any questions. Well, I do. I do. Um, or some observations. I'm still in sync with all of that. Um, I Three weeks ago on an interview like this, I was at the Napoleon Hill Foundation, which is a two-hour drive from me speaking to the executive director who used all of Napoleon Hill's philosophies, running a bank, running other businesses, yeah. now is the executive director of the legacy for Napoleon Hill with his foundation. Mm -hmm. And so what you're talking about, the things that Napoleon Hill discovered when he interviewed all these famous mm -hmm. people, and I never really thought about whether they were aware of it or not, but they all had this trait as yeah. a positive image. Failure was not an option. And it was this, the subconscious that you program with your conscious. Bob Proctor speaks about that a lot. And, and so there's, you're sort of springboarding on Napoleon Hill's writings and his philosophy, aren't you? None of this stuff is, is new. In fact, it was around way before Napoleon Hill. Aristotle was talking about this stuff. Amen. Amen. So, I mean, it, it's just, it's been packaged in different ways over the years that at the time, you know, made the most sense for people to understand it for where they were in life. And Napoleon Hill, you know, was a wake-up call to a generation, essentially, you know, when he wrote that at the time and everything else. And he packaged it in a way that really helped people to grasp it and, you know, be in sync with it and become aware so that they could really put it into effect in their lives. And that's why it had such the impact. And we've seen it in other ways. We've seen The Secret over the years and all the other different things that have been packaged up around this concept. But at the very root core of it, it really comes down to a, a, very simple, um, a very simple process. Your beliefs lead to the way you think. The way you think leads to the way you feel. And the way you feel leads to your actions. And ultimately, your actions lead to your results. Now, if you take out the middle of that, you get beliefs lead to your results. What you truly believe ultimately becomes your results. What you focus on life becomes your life. And so this is where the clarity is so important to understand what you truly believe. How many people actually stop and spend time and say, what do I truly believe? What do I truly believe about my life? What do I truly believe about my finances, my relationships, my family, my uh, spirituality? What do I truly believe? We live in such a fast-paced society nowadays. I, I often joke, you know, we stopped the microwave three seconds left. We can't even wait three seconds anymore. You know? I mean, you know, I, I, you know, ding on the phone and, and we're automatically trained. Talk about subconscious conditioning. The phone dings and we're automatically on it. So when do we have time or does it not feel like we don't have time, you know, to be able to stop and actually ask ourselves, what do we truly believe in life? And that's an exercise that take two hours and just sit down and put pen to paper of what you truly believe, it will change your life. And then those, what you truly believe will turn into the actions in your life. Um, and you have to constantly remind yourself of this stuff. You can't just do it once and be done with it. Because again, you know, what, what happened in the news yesterday? Anybody remember? You know, it's, it moves that fast, you know? And so a, a great thing for you to do is to have a way to remind yourself of these things. And I'll give you a really simple one. I know it sounds goofy, but I still do it every day. I've been doing it almost a decade now. I have a board in my office. It's a whiteboard. It's sitting right there. When I walk in every single day, it says, what type of attitude will I choose to have today? And it says, great, fair, or poor. 
And every morning I have to come in and I take a, a, you know, a marker and I have to circle which one of those that I'm going to have. And I know it sounds rudimentary, but remember the subconscious is the rudimentary animal part of our brain. So every day I come in and not once in 10 years have I circled, you know, fair or poor. It's always great. And so when something doesn't go right or I feel myself starting to react, you know, that bubbling up inside you that we have, I look up and it, I'm right there and I circle that I'm going to have a great attitude today. And I have to stop myself, ask myself how I want to go forward, and then choose the way that I want to do it. And I can't count how many times having a simple board like that in front of me has made a difference and saved a deal or a relationship or, you know, allowed me to better coach someone, you know, or make the right decision at the right times. Um, because just like everybody else, I, I, it's a work in progress for life. I still react to things. I'm not perfect. That's my wife. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, but just little things like that make such a huge difference. Remember we started this with talking about the high performing and successful people they do little things incrementally better consistently. And that's an example of one that really works well for me. Consistently. I love that word you just slid in there. Consistently. You do, uh, you know, and, and you're talking about the structure. I laughed when you were talking about early on in this conversation about having the structure in place. I'm a musician. It, it's a very rigid discipline. It's very mathematical, very exacting. We have a structure. But yeah. because we have the structure, now we can be creative mm -hmm. within that structure. And you know mm -hmm. what? Now we can spend our energy letting it happen. We're not spending energy trying to figure out what happens next. And so right. you're hitting a lot of universal truths. What, what Napoleon Hill did was just understand the laws of nature that have mm -hmm. always existed. But he, he did what I would call original research by interviewing people who actually employed it. And yep. just like you said, he put it into a system that people could replicate, but it goes yep. back to Aristotle. It goes back to uh, biblical writers. It goes back to lots of points in history. And it's very consistent with all of that. Mm -hmm. and, and it's in really, he lists the attributes of true wealth and money. He said is the last one because it's the least important, but it yep. is the result of all the value. And, right. and so the law of attraction came out of that. We're, we're talking about, that we're also talking about programming your subconscious. That was a big part of that. The Bob Proctor speaks about a lot. And there's a, in the work, I don't know if you understand or know about the work of Murray Bowen. It's a leadership methodology, uh, mm -hmm. understanding ourselves from our family of origin. So we have this, this DNA that's imprinted yep. into us. It's like the yep. software that's loaded into our computer. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's a lot of people just using the defaults with the software and they haven't learned to program, you know, use it appropriately. And yeah. so the whole lot of your, the, the things you're saying really, really ring true with no matter where we're working. Now mm -hmm. I call my audience social entrepreneurs because we're not doing the corporate thing. We're right. falling into the, okay, me too kind of thing. We're doing something independent. However, we have lots of liabilities. Our, our assets are our liabilities. Mm -hmm. The things that make us independent also penalize us. So the, mm -hmm. the mindset difference, you also talked about consistency. That's, that's a huge one uh, in, in my book. You also talked about having a structure in place so you know what you're supposed to do. Your, your whiteboard thing is brilliant. <laughs> that's, that's just, uh, and, and Napoleon Hill talks about that. 
read your goal, set your attitude. He found that, that all these people could not hold a positive and negative idea simultaneously. Right. So you're, you're hitting a lot of the really strong points and these are all in your book, are they? Uh, yeah. So a lot of this is discussed. I've expanded upon it since then, but much of what I just said is in there. Um, and, and even the structure side of it. So you, you mentioned the structure side of it. So, you know, once you understand this stuff, you got to have a way to systematically do put it in your life. So that comes with how you plan things and how you do little things like that. Uh, every morning I'll tell you, and I, you know, Tony Robbins does something similar like this. Uh, I have my own spin of it, but I do a, uh, what I call my uh, 10 minute prime. You know, it, it's just, it's just a, a 10 minutes to center yourself before the day starts, especially in today's age. Like I said, we're getting hit from all sides of all kinds of things throughout the day. It moves so much faster than it did in Napoleon Hill's time or even 10 years ago. I mean, it's funny. A lot of people don't even think about this. The iPhone is 10 years old just this year. Doesn't it seem like it's been a lot longer than that? You know, yeah. I mean, so it, it's, <laughs> it's amazing where we've come and it's going to be even, you know, uh, a more amazing where we're going to be even a few years from now and, and 10 years from now. But, you know, having the ability to um, put that consistent structure in your life. So that's what I do with like my 10 minute prime. I do the three things I'm grateful for, for the day. So I actually center myself on gratitude and start my day with gratitude. Um, that makes such a huge difference. If you've ever had the day where you start off, maybe you're late and then it snowballs from there. <laughs> and everything, it just seems like, you know, nothing goes right through the whole day and everything. It's because that negative start has just compounded in your subconscious and continues into everything else throughout the day. So having a process like, you know, my 10 minute primer, whatever you do, you know, where you stop and you, you say, you know what, I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful for that. I, I believe this. And this is a great thing for those in the world today. That gets your mind in a whole different way. It stops that negative thinking and stops things from happening like that. That's so huge. that's huge. You're, yeah. you're slipping in some gems. I want to highlight that. You begin <laughs> with a position of gratitude. You know, there's abundance that we're not grateful for, and it's there for us to claim. And I, that's a key point. I just want I mean, to highlight that. Sorry to interrupt you, but that's so key. No, not a problem. I, I, I fly a lot. I'm in the travel industry. Uh, you know, I do everything from speaking to, you know, we, I split time between here and San Diego where my biggest office is for grass. And so I'm back and forth and, you know, and that's of all time. So I, I do a lot of flying and I'm still amazed at how annoyed people get flying. I, you're in a seat going 550 miles an hour through the air on your laptop working or watching a movie or whatever, you know? I mean, come on, it's a hundred years ago, you know, you're on horseback trying to cross, you know, the Rocky Mountains, <laughs> it's come on. It's, it's just amazing what we have at our disposal that we take for granted. It's amazing, it's amazing. <laughs> That's a pair, you, you've got a lot of nuggets in this and we're gonna transcribe it. It won't be there immediately, but it'll be there transcribe this so there'll be some places for us to underline all of this um great stuff dave i i knew you were great i didn't know you were this great this is awesome <laughs> so i uh, i could talk to you all day however i don't think people are going to listen to us all day so i try to keep these interviews to a manageable length so we're we're on the downside of the, sure. the hour here as we um as we wrap this up think about um what are some of the the key points you want to leave people with. We are 
we're serious about changing the world. We got great stuff. Yeah. We're entrepreneurs, but we're compromised by all of these things you've highlighted. So yeah. what, what are some thoughts you'd like to leave people with so they can continue thinking? I know they're going to get your book, yeah. look at your website, but what are some things you'd like to leave people with as final thoughts? I think the first thing is be deliberate about your success. Take some time to really plan and write down what you want. You know, get clear on what you want. Be deliberate about it. Um, if you've ever had a day where you feel like you've worked really, really hard and at the end of the day have nothing to show for it, um, that's pretty common. And that happens because we don't plan for it. We don't sit there and say, okay, what do I truly need to accomplish today? The other half of my 10 minute prime is I, I do my three, three things that I need to thrive for the day. So these are the three things that are going to make the biggest impact on my world, my businesses, family, uh, relationships, whatever it may be for that day. But I, I take the time to think through, okay, at the end of the day, what are the most important three things that I can do today to further, you know, our mission and what we're doing? And if you do nothing else but that, it'll make such a huge difference. So be deliberate about your success. The second thing is you can never stop learning. I, I, you know, I always say your education begins after school, whether it's high school, whether it's college, whatever it is, your education begins when you decide that it really begins. And so take that time, you know, and especially I know today's fast paced world, but listen to a podcast, get on a regular regiment, read, you know, seek out things. You know, like I said, anything can be learned. So whatever you don't know, you can learn, seek out those that have done it. You know, there's it, it, the beautiful thing about today's world is you can access all of it. Whatever you want to learn is at your fingertips and it's probably free. So, you know, get yourself into a mode where you are consistently learning and growing and that sort of thing. I think, you know, in the absence of that, you know, we are, you know, like you're not growing, you're dying. But I, I think in a way, you know, if you aren't growing yourself and your knowledge and your capabilities, in a way you kind of are dying. You're not reaching your true potential. So, you know, those are two things that I think are, are really, really important um, to anybody in success, no matter what you do, no matter, you know, whether you're nonprofit, whether you're in business, whether you're an athlete, whether you're in school, whatever it is, um, do that. And then the last thing is look for those little things. Find, look for those little things that you can do just a little bit better than anybody else. Think about it. 100 meter dash in the Olympics is one by a hundredth of a hundredth of a second, right? That makes the difference. So you take inventory of your strengths, understand what you're really good at, and again, be deliberate there and, and look for those ways to just get a little incrementally better so that it translates to a big difference from you. And you'll be amazed at how fast you can grow uh, if you do that. Wow. Wow. I love everything that you've said in this interview, Dave. Dave Lucas, DM Lucas, author of The 10-Year Career. Thank you for sharing your brilliance with my audience today. And thanks for having me on. It's been a pleasure to be with you. And, you know, any, any questions anybody has, I'm, you know, always open. I read, respond to all emails that are sent to me. So www.misfitentrepreneur.com. Uh, you can send us stuff through there and uh, any, any way that we can help, let us know. Misfitentrepreneur.com. Great. And I know I sent him an, uh, here we are. I sent an inquiry. So thank you so much, Dave. Thank you. Thanks for listening today to the Orchestrating Success Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes to stay focused on ways to redefine leadership and increase your profit.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.